Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parasha Vayera and God appeared. This is the parasha in which, in which the first seven uh, plagues come to, to the land of Egypt, of Mizraim, to punish the Egyptian people. And um, there's a, an interesting insight written by Rabbi Mendel Kamelson based on the teachings of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He, he explains that there's three types of people that have a flawed way of looking at the world, at, at, the, at Hashem, at the believing God, the believing Hashem. So there's a story of Kalman Kao, he was a musical professor in Columbia University, and um, he used to hang around with a lot of the Chabad, Hasidim, Chabad boys that used to come to the college campus, to the university, to put on the film. And he befriended them and he, they used to invite him to 770 to Fabrengen with them and to come and to just experience Jewishness. He was actually, or he is actually, I don't know a lot about him, but at the moment that this was written, he was a um, very proud Jew and he was very, very much identified with his Jewish religion, but he didn't believe in Hashem. He didn't believe in God. So one day these boys, these uh, Hasidic boys, Hasidic, Habatniks, uh, told him that they wanted him to meet the Rebbe and they, they had organized for him to be, have an audience with the Rebbe. He felt very bad to go and see the Rebbe. He says, well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel I can come and meet the Rebbe. And he says, no, 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 you go in, you go in. So he went in and, uh, and he came to the Rebbe and he says, I want you to know that I am very, very, um, very appreciative of coming here and learning Torah and experiencing Jewish life. I want you to know that I am a very proud Jew and I love my heritage, but I have to be honest with you. I don't want to make you think something I am not. He said to the Rebbe, I don't have faith. I don't believe in God. And the Rebbe thought for a moment and he looked at him and he said, you know, as long as you're concerned about that, I'm not worried. You're okay. And so the story goes here that God said to Moses, come to Pharaoh and say to him, so said God, let my people go so that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all your brothers with frogs all your borders with frogs. So the Midrash states, if not for the plague of the frogs, how would God have punished the Egyptians? So this is a very strange statement. It really doesn't make any sense. Hashem can send any agent to punish the Egyptians. He doesn't need to send only the frogs. And uh, actually he sent nine plagues also. And so it's a very strange statement of the Midrash. Let's see what they're trying to tell us here. So in biblical lore, to gener generalize, we find three ide ideologies professed by three notorious characters, each of whom robbed God in the wrong way. So this is not the right way to believe in Hashem. So these individuals were Balaam, Pharaoh, and Senaherib. 
Balaam was a prophet of the times of Pharaoh. He actually was one of his advisors before the Jewish people left Egypt. And, uh, and there's a very famous parasha, uh, parasha Balak, in which he's hired by King Balak to come and curse the Jewish people. And as we know, everything he says becomes a blessing. And then you have Pharaoh, who we know who Pharaoh is. And then you have Sennacherib, who is actually, he was the king of Assyria uh, before the common era in the year 705. So Balaam, let's go to him and try to understand how he perceived Hashem. Balaam was a complicated man. He was a believer, actually. He was a staunch believer of Hashem. As we know in Parashat Balak, he, when they came to hire him, uh, he said to, to the people that came for him, he said, if Balak will give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot transgress the wor word of God, my God, to do anything small or great. Like, there's nothing I can do that can go against Hashem's wishes. So whatever, if he wants me to curse the Jewish people, I can go and curse the Jewish people. But if Hashem doesn't want them to be cursed, they're not going to be cursed. So in, at first sight, we would think, okay, this guy got, has it right. He has the right approach to Hashem. He believed that God created the world. He not only believed that God created the world, but he believed that God run the world. There was Hashkaha Pratis, there was divine intervention. Everything that happened in this world happened because Hashem decreed it so. And he's right, but he was missing one component and it was that he didn't believe in the unicity of Hashem, in the oneness of Hashem. That even if he would curse the Jewish people and the curse would come out and evil would befall the Jewish people, that was also from God. So on the other extreme, we have Sennacherib, who was a complete atheist. He didn't believe in God. He denied the existence of a higher being. He went so far as he, that he cursed Hashem and his disbelieving God took the form of active atheism. He was a religious non-believer, passionate and committed to discounting faith in the Creator. So as you see a Chabad rabbi that he's so passionate in bringing Jews to the fold, this guy was as, 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 as passionate to bring people out of the fold. So in this way, both he and Balaam share a common ground. They were both equally disturbed by the notion of God, especially one who supervises the world. And they differed though in how they chose to deal with this, uh, with this frustration. Balaam reluctantly resigned himself to God's dominion. He decided, okay, the world runs according to God. There's nothing I can do about it. While Sennacherib spent a lifetime campaigning against Hashem. Pharaoh, on the other hand, is a different type of, of breed. <clears throat> and in the, in, in the Bible, he's defined as the first deist, deist. He believed that God created the world. He believed there was a higher, higher, uh, higher being that created the world. But he... And he even believed that God existed. He didn't deny the existence of Hashem. But he didn't believe that God run the world. He thought, okay, he made this world and he left it. He left it for, for, for men to, to be the ruler of the world. So in other words, in Pharaoh's books, the question of God's existence was pure theory. 
and he was completely removed from practical life. So God was not something that was part of a daily life of a person. Pharaoh, on the other hand, he thought he was God. He, he proclaimed himself as a God. So that is what Pharaoh's philosophy is clear from his very first words to Moses. Who is God? When, when Moshe came and said, let my people go, go, if not God is going to do this to you. The answer was, who in the world is God? Who is him? Should I, should I heed his voice to send out Israel? So since when is God involved in what goes downstairs? This is what he was saying. I haven't seen him in my whole life. Now he's worried about this, this place. So Pharaoh's philosophy became, becomes more evident from Moses' words to him on God's behalf. If you do not let my people go, behold, I will incite against you and against your servants and against your people and in your houses a mixture of wild beasts so that you will know that I am God in the midst of the land. So at, at first sight, Pharaoh needs convincing that there exists a God. Like he had to send the plagues so, Hashem, so Pharaoh could acknowledge that there is a God. So in sum, we have Balaam, the prophet, and he's the perplexed, perplexed believer. He's what we call the theist. Pharaoh is the makes no difference to me. He's an indifferent human being. He can care less if there's a God or there's not a God. There's no Yira Shamaim. He has no fear of heaven. He, is, he doesn't find himself as responsible and accountable for anything. And then you have Senaherib, who is this angry person, this atheist or anti-theist. So if you, if you would look at this, what would you think is the worst of the, of the three? Which one would be the worst of the three? Balaam, who is really evil. He's an evil person. He wants to, to harm the Jewish people. You have the Balaam, the, the Pharaoh, who really, for him, the, 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 the Jews are great slaves. Why would I let them go? I need them here. They build my cities. Why would I need to let them go? And he's completely uh, indifferent to their pain. And then you have this Senaherib um, who really doesn't believe in God. So the truth is that in Balaam and, and the king Senaherib, Hashem is in their, in their minds all day. They're all day thinking about God. Just as the Rebbe said to, to, the, to, um, to Kalman Kal, he said to him, as long as you're concerned about it, I have no worries. Like if you're thinking all day that you don't believe in God, that you don't believe in God, I'm okay with that. Because at least you think in God. You're thinking about him. You're a very religious person. You're thinking about God all day, more than a from person. We only think about God once in a while during the day when we have to pray, when we have to say Abraham, when we... But an atheist is all day thinking about God. And then you, you see that, uh, that, that, that Balaam, as evil as he is, and as wrong as his religiosity is, but he's also thinking about God. So that he's not so bad. But then you have Pharaoh... Pharaoh's philosophy is a problem because he can care less. He doesn't care. He's indifferent. He doesn't care. So we see here that that um, 
we see here that to the believer that God created the world and left it is even a discussion, but Pharaoh gave God the cold shoulder, and that's what singled him out of the special attention. And here's where the frog comes into the story. The frog is an animal that is cold-blooded. He's cold-blooded. His blood is cold. And so he represents indifference. Uh, when a person is cold-blooded, he's an indifferent human being. He, he can care less about other people. He can care less if someone is hurting, if someone needs money, if someone needs help. For him, he's indifferent. And, and we see that the frog, the, the plagues of the frog was unbelievable because it was humongous frogs. They came out of the ovens, they came out of their food, they came out of their beds, they came out of everywhere. They opened their, their chest, the frogs would jump out. And it was like shattering the egocentricity of indifference. That's what this plague represented. It was to be able to sh shudder, to crash that God of indifference. So we see here that Hashem creates animals with, uh, with meaning and purpose. We see that dogs provide security, they're, they're, they're good pets, they're good friends, they're meaningful. You see that a snake also can cause death to a person or today people are using the, the, the venom of a snake and putting it on their face to get rid of the wrinkles. But the frog, the frog, if you look at a frog, you know, like you, you would wonder, you're not going to have it as a pet. You cannot take from it anything that's beneficial for you. Um, I guess it's part of the ecosystem, and the, but on the other hand, we see here that the frog has meaning because the frog was something, was this animal that brought punishment to Pharaoh. So as it's to say, even this random creature has a purpose in the world. So the Midrash says that Hashem creates, every creation of God has meaning and purpose. And um, so as Eli Wiesel said it, he, nobody could say it better than him. He said, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. The opposite of art is not ugliness, it's indifference. The opposite of faith is not heresy, it's indifference. And the opposite of life is not death, it's indifference between life and death. So the, the plague of the frog came to crush that idol of indifference, came to crush the ego of the pharaoh, was to, to awaken in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Egyptians that sense of responsibility, accountability, about caring about someone else. And th this was the purpose of this plague. So a person that has a flawed idea of God is not so bad because as bad as it can be, at least he has an idea of God. A person that doesn't believe in God, at least he's thinking about God. But a person who really doesn't care, you know, I don't care. That's the worst character trait a person can have. Because uh, it's just a cold, cold character trait. And it doesn't bring anything good. So I want to wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.